Well, it's got the country divided. One of Australia's best-loved brands of cheese has announced it will change its name from Kuhn. In a bid, the company says, to eliminate racism in all its forms. Many Australians have taken to the airwaves and social media to condemn the decision. Most public polls are showing more than 90% of Australians believe the change is a step too far, that this is another alarming version of cancel culture, and that the brand name Kuhn is actually based on a person's name, not a sinister racial slur. Social worker and race researcher Alex Patel wants you to stop and think before you make up your mind about if this is ridiculous or not. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Tim. It's great to be here. So what's in a name, Alex? Kuhn was once an Australian-owned company. It's now owned by a Canadian outfit. Many Australians still remain loyal to this brand, and they just think that this decision to change the name Kuhn is way over the top. What do you say? You know, you were um, citing the results of the public poll um, and I would love to see a poll conducted amongst Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people uh, just to see their perspective on it and sort of uh, get get an understanding from those people who have been on the receiving end of that kind of uh, name calling so we know uh, that, that, that Coon has been used as a racial slur against Aboriginal people for many decades in this continent. And I, I would really love to see a poll uh, for Aboriginal people on this, on this issue. To be fair, I think in Australia there's no debate that the word Coon can be used as a racial slur. Certainly when I was growing up, around Botany and Maroubra in Sydney, this word was especially foul and venomous. It was a term of utter contempt for Aboriginal people. It kind of implied many different things, Alex, all at once. It was lazy, thieving, dirty, you know, all all the very worst things that you can imagine. It was, I mean, it was and is a shameful word to use in that context. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if the people who were saying, look at, you know, was there happened to be the surname of the um, the gentleman who set up the company, um, I think they're sort of missing the point, which is exactly as you've explained it. Uh, the word means a very different thing for the people on the receiving end of those slurs. But where is the line, Alex? I mean, according to Kuhn Cheese Headquarters, as you've just mentioned, this brand name was a tribute to uh, a man by the name of Edward Kuhn. He was kind of a cheese baron in the United States. Funnily enough, probably not much to do with the company itself. He was around uh, in the 1920s. So the intent of the brand name isn't racist, surely. So my question is, doesn't intent and context matter? I actually entirely think it matters. I think that context matters and uh, that's why I would, you know, I've spent a couple of days now arguing with people on social media about this or, you know, trying to explain an alternative perspective to what they have anyway Um, and explaining to them that context is, is really what it's all about, especially for the people who've grown up in previous decades. So, Um, people who were children and were abused with that term uh, in their schools or, you know, in the street. 
Um, I think that it is all about context and that's and the context is from the perspective of the people who've been most harmed. So, you know, is it a great harm for people, you know, not to be able to eat a cheese that is uh, named for a racial slur or named um, in the context of a ra- racial slur? It's not a massive harm for those people, no. On social media, some people have highlighted that other brands and products have undergone name changes. I can recall here in Australia, Gollywog Biscuits with Arnott's. I think they're now called Scallywags. Someone could correct me if I've got that wrong. There were some lollies called Fags back in the 80s. They're now changed. And I understand in the United States, Eskimo Pies and Redskins are about to change names. Alex, at the end of the day, a lot of people shake their head around all of this they think that the world's gone mad as a social worker and a researcher why is it so important that we keep reviewing our community standards and making changes when they're needed i think it's about understanding racism not as a sort of um as an act of um meanness or sort of you know sort of something that someone does that is um discriminatory against one single person it's a process that we're all part of so these these sort of changes uh some people might say they're symbolic but we're humans so symbols mean a lot to us and so that they're they're very powerful sort of signifiers of meaning and of uh of harm yes but also of uh, a signifier that things are changing and then behaviour will change after that and perspectives will change. So that's why it's really important to be able to change names when they need to be changed. So, for example, back in the 80s, we had the Spastic Centre, but the terminology became outdated, so they updated their name. You're saying that symbolism, changing names, language changes behaviour. That's right. Sim- symbolic gestures uh, have a huge impact on human behaviour. Alex, Australians pride themselves on being a progressive and compassionate people. When you talk to Aboriginal people, though, they often laugh if you ask them about racism in Australia. They say it's, it's far from a thing of the past. Is Australia 2020 a racist country? Yes, it is. The experiences of uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, South Sea Islander peoples in this continent, um, if you listen carefully to them, uh, then you will see that there's a huge amount of harm, racist harm that is done to people. Um, If we can predict the outcomes of what will happen to people over the course of their lives, based on um, their race. So we know that Australia is a racist country. Um, it, it was founded on principles of white supremacy and uh, I feel that there's an increasing acknowledgement and awareness of the fact that those processes are, are, are need to be continued to be undone. They're not undone by any means yet. So, Alex, there's no word yet about where we're heading with this name change. It won't be Coon anymore, but we don't know what it's going to be. Have you got any suggestions at all? What could we be calling? Well, <laughs> I sort of have seen a um, a couple of my uh, Indian cousins have been sending around, being sort of cricket players, have been sending around um, a little pictograph of um, 
David Boone and sort of suggesting that be changed to Boone. But, you know, I think that I, I personally, I, I sort of laughed a bit, but, you know, it's, it's, I think that's too close to Coon. Um, I, you know, like I feel that the, the gentleman who drove this, um, Dr Stephen Hagen, a Kalili man uh, from up in the north of, uh, well, not that far, sort of central northeast coast in Queensland, um, he, I feel, has been a leading light behind this change and uh, there's been a whole lot of uh, a- Aboriginal activists, First Peoples activists, who have have fought for these changes, and I'd love to see the company saying to those people, "What you know? What would you name the cheese?" I think that's a good approach to it. Well, I would absolutely love to know what our listeners think about that. Should the Aboriginal communities be able to choose the new name for Coon? Alex, thank you so much for putting forward a different perspective today. It's really appreciated. Let's just hope that everything, all the the social turmoil that is occurring at the moment will lead us to a better place. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you.